Roots and Shoots with Jamie, Charlotte and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Just doing our, our Roots and Shoots dance that we do every week. And it's we good dance. It. Wow, we go off. We really do every, yeah. every week without fail. Yeah. That's yes. because we are the groovy ones in here. Yeah. I had a new move that time in that oh, bit I, I where it sort it. of goes. Doof, 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 oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, do had like a little pulse, 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 Ooh, pulse. Oh. Slightly inappropriate. Mm. I, I missed I it. I missed the pulse, pulse, Keep pulse, an eye pulse. Out next week. Yeah. Can I be honest? Every time that comes on and we all do a little dance, just because yeah. we're feeling it, we don't plan it yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always look at you two and I'm like, way better dancers than me. <laughs> okay, a little bit self-conscious. <laughs> But you still got to go for but it. But I try, but I'm slightly, I'm a little you're bit... a bit reserved. Yeah, because I don't want to try too hard because oh, you're already no. so good. You've got to go well, for it. Dance like it's... no one's watching, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. Dance like no one's watching. But Yolo. I think, Charlotte, it's the gear he's wearing as well. You know, we're always, you know, myself, I'm always the height of fashion, of course. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte, you always look gorgeous, even if you're in a hessian sack. But I think, I think, Jamie, I think it's what's holding you back there, Jamie, saying? is the gear that you're wearing. I don't you've got to get, you've got to funk yourself up a little, my man. Skinny leg or nothing. There is, <laughs> there is nothing more funky than black skinny leg jeans. All I wear. Uh, no, look, I reckon we should play dress ups one Saturday morning, uh, the three of us. Okay. Come in. Come in different attire that you normally wouldn't wear. So basically I have to wear anything that's not black. Or tight-legged. Tight-legged. Be careful what you wish for, Sabrina. I get to look at these. Turn up in a dress. Wow. You know, I mean, why not? Or why caftan. Not? It's 2018. This yeah. is radio after all. We can get away with it. Imagine these pins in, in a nude. little... Wow. Okay. Now you just took it a little too far. <laughs> No, Probably. don't come nude, please. I'll, I'll wear a dress. Yeah. Oh, a caftan, they're called for Do you know boys. what I really want? Uh, always wanted them. Never worn them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know where you can get them. Um, maybe someone can help me out. Uh, the the What are they called? The fisherman pants. Oh, where you look like you've pooed your pants. The big, Those ones. yeah, the, the crutches. Crotch. Yeah, there dropped crutch. What do you reckon? Absolutely. Now, I reckon you could still get those in Fremantle somewhere. hundred yeah. percent. For sure. Isn't that you what they probably, wear in Fremantle? Yeah, you could probably get them made out of hemp or other stuff. Drop okay. crotch pants. There are some sort of high-end labels doing drop oh, crotch pants absolutely. at the moment. But I did. I remember speaking to um, Gillian O'Shaughnessy about yeah. drop crotch pants. She said something like, you know, if drop crotch pants are in fashion, then I don't ever want to be in fashion. Wow. <laughs> Just not interested. <laughs> I couldn't, Im- I couldn't so. imagine Gillo in the old uh, baggy pants. Just yeah. can't see it. Yeah. I had, not, not I had a pair. I had, I think I had a few pairs. Oh, you would have. It would have been tie-dyed and... Yeah. Okay, next week, everyone's in a pair of drop crotch pants. Yeah, uh, no, or, I don't oh, know your own where mine are. Dresser. Well, just no, get I some think... that are too big for you and wear them <laughs> down really low. <laughs> no, I think, I think just let's go free form and go just whatever dress-up okay. appeals. Because it right. could be hard finding the old drop crotch pants. I'm excited. Gonna do a bit of uh, no black, around. Jamie. No black for you. Do you know it, it's literally all I own. Yep. You're so gonna it's going to be a shopping. challenge. Hey, why um, are we even talking about this? I feel oh, like I we're really <laughs> off topic. Should well, we want to just bring it back for a second? I've been told that everyone loves our banter in the morning. <laughs> yeah, but there can be too much. <laughs> I, I fear. <laughs> uh, all right, we let's... toe the line every week. <laughs> okay, let's. We uh, will talk about what we want. When we want. I don't care what the name of this show is. If I want to talk about fisherman pants, 
It's happening. It's, it's on. Pads and shoots. It's on. Um, it's a beautiful weekend for gardening. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Hmm. Excellent. <laughs> what a change from the norm. I have got a whole one and a half days off this weekend, and I've got a green. Waste pickup. Hello. Now, just for all gardeners that having a green waste pickup, mm. do not go and inappropriately prune because you've got a green waste pickup. Oh, don't prune for the sake of pruning. No. So you can prune deciduous fruit trees, you can prune your roses, which is why I'm ripped to shreds today. Mm. Um, uh, anything deciduous, don't go and prune tropical plants. No frangipanis, no, no avocado, none of that kind of caper. Just control yourself. Don't go out with the chainsaw. Hard, though, when it's in your hand, isn't it? Oh, and you, you know, you look around and it's almost like you compare yourself to your neighbours. Mm. You look lazy if you mm. don't have as much on the verge as they do. So mm. you just think, you know what? That frangipani's going to get a go over today. <laughs> and then before you know it, you've done it. And it's it doesn't come back. Yeah, exactly. And then it dies. No, that's good. So deciduous mm. and roses, mm. give them a go. Yep. Otherwise, relax. Yeah, don't go overboard. Okay. Hey, can I mention a text early today? Mm. Because at 5.57, which is three, <laughs> three minutes before Charlotte and I come on for Saturday <laughs> breakfast and about three hours and three minutes before you come on oh. for Roots and Shoots, we got a text from Kerry. Oh, with Kerry. With a question for you, Sabrina. Kerry. Now, look, I debated this. We talked about it, Charlotte and I, and I thought, I'm not going to read Kerry's question. Sorry, <laughs> just because. It sets a precedent for everyone else. That's very early. That yeah. is ve- I know you're popular, but that is, it's almost <laughs> it's almost just taking the piss a little bit too much. Yeah. And think- it clogs our feed, you Aww. know? It clogs our but feed. But she'd probably been thinking about it all night long. Anyway, the reason that I did decide <laughs> that to read Kerry's uh, text is because she's asking for her dad. So she's Aww. trying to do a good thing for someone else. Oh, that's sweet. Yep. So good on you, Kerry. Yep. But just let it be known. Anyone else sends a text in at 5.57 for Sabrina? Not happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Until 9.15. Yeah. So, all right. This is oh, – I just reloaded after all the spiel and then I lost it. Um, so Kerry and Karatha asking for her dad uh, wants to know. So attached she's got a, a photo of a baby Ben tree. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. So half of it's healthy oh, yeah. yep. and the other half's not doing so well. Completely she... defoliated at the top there. Yeah, so what's wrong with it and can she do anything about it? Okay, now, what's good for Kerry is that I'm going up to Karatha oh. soon. Can't remember when. Don't tell her when because she'll call you three hours before <laughs> you're meant to meet her. So that baby Ben, now I don't know if Karatha's had any storms because it looks more physiological than anything else. So baby Ben is a type of ficus. People use them as an indoor plant, but there's something definitely wrong with that. So first of all, check the base of the plant and make sure there's nothing boring in. It may actually be termites because there's a fair bit of termite activity in Karatha. Uh, I'd check all the bottom of the plant, check the root system, see if you can see any sawdust sort of going up and down. I think it could be termites. Okay. There you go. We got it there for you, Kerry. Thank you very much for getting in touch. Shall we go to the phones? Let's go to the phones. We're going to go to Lindy first, but I can't say where Lindy is from. I've been told to be a bit coy about that. There must be a story here. Good morning, Lindy. 
Oh, good morning, everybody. Morning. What is going um, on out in your mystery suburb that we're not allowed to mention? You will understand why I don't want to say where I'm from. Okay. I'm gonna, it's a long story. I'm going to make it as quick as I can. It's about an erythrochoris, which is a beautiful tree. Yeah. About 13 years ago, my garden was poisoned by the local council spraying spearhead on the oval next door. Oh, and okay. it over. Yeah. It killed my jacaranda, a lemon tree, a flowering peach, roses, shrubs, veggies, all sorts of things. Kingsley Dixon came from, from Kings Park because I was talking to him about something else mm. to do with work. Yeah. And he came when I said the Caprosma hedge was dead. And he said, nothing kills Caprosma. True. And he came out <laughs> and had a look. And he looked at the park and, and he, uh, the oval looked at our house and our, our garden and he confirmed that it, it was indeed the drift of the herbicide. Yeah. And I found out from the council which herbicide it was, but they never took responsibility. And I don't want to reopen that wound. That's why I don't want to say where I live. Right, right. okay, fair enough. But it took many years and tears and work and dollars and including injections in the erythrochoris to get our garden back to being lovely again. Yep. Um, and the erythrochoris kept throwing up lots of coppice growth which died off and then a couple of years ago it finally started growing strong and last summer not the summer just gone the one before i had gum nuts and flowers and it brought tears to my eyes i was so happy and then this summer just gone nothing no gum nuts no mm. flowers just looking it's looking okay but it's not looking really strong and I wonder, is there something I can do to help it? Um, look, it's a, it's a tricky thing with herbicide uh, damage to plants. Sometimes they do recover, but it can actually take quite a bit of time. So it can literally take years. So the best thing you can do for your erythrochoris, get some uh, beneficial soil microbes around the base of the tree. Uh, I would also give it some compost and a little bit of cow manure and you just have to keep it as healthy as you can so that it it basically recovers itself but it it will take years thank you very much for your call india i hope that that sorts itself out we have amber on the line in mosman park amber is this abc amber it is me. Oh, oh, Amber Cunningham. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hello, I hello. Rang, I rang the right number. I didn't even jump the queue. And you, yeah. Look, I'm here like you a, are. A mere mortal out here in my kitchen. See, <laughs> all that, all that um, hard work actually comes off yeah, here in the does. studio. You know, we actually hey. get people to air when they want to be yes. put to air. It's amazing. I have a good idea for a crossover segment. I reckon you should get Sabrina on the trials of modern life. Yeah. And oh, she yeah. can fix everything with mulch and white oil. It's a good uh, idea. And, and cutting stuff down. Yeah, but yeah, but then there needs to be a segment for men who prune too much. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Now, Sabi, yep. I've got a fungal problem with my ivy. It looks like someone's glued little polystyrene balls all over the skin. Ah, now, that's the right. thing is, Amber, you don't have a fungal problem with your ivy at all because they don't even get fungus. What you have is far worse. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what you have is a soft-bodied scale and they are an absolute sod to get rid of. Oh. Uh, have you got a blowtorch? Yes, I think I have. Okay. So um, now... 
The problem with ivy is ivy's thick and it grows dense and you're not ever going to be able to get enough uh, oil to knock those little sods off. So you're going to have to prune the hell out of your ivy. Can you do that? Uh, probably. Mm. Like how much? Uh, two-thirds. Gee whiz. Okay. <laughs> right. Now, see, the problem is they used to have a – there was a pesticide that they used that you put in the ground, but scale have built up a resistance to it, so that doesn't work anymore. Oh. Uh, so you have to use a natural soap or a, or a botanical oil and then you've got to spray it in two weekly intervals and in between all the sprays you've got to hit it with a high-pressure hose. You may need to do it four or five times. My God. Mm. <laughs> See, so you're wishing it was a fungus, weren't I'm you? I'm really wishing for oh, I'm so sorry, oh, Amber. Sorry, so I cut Amber. it right back like it's covered the fence. Yep. So chop it to its knee. Yes. Um, and then do all of that. And you're going to have to spray the fence as well because the scale will be... What sort of fence is it? Oh, sixty-six. Okay. <laughs> Super, 66. <laughs> um, you're going to have to spray the fence as well because the eggs will be harbouring on the fence. Oh I just God. move. Bet you wish you never called, Amber. <laughs> I really do. That's not good news. Oh, I'm so sorry, darling. I'm sorry. Good luck, okay. our friend Amber. Have a good day anyway. Thanks, nice to guys. talk to you. Bye. 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 If you have a question for Sabrina this morning, you can give us a call on 1300 222 720 or you can send a text on 0437 922 720. Yeah, good time to call as well because there's not many ahead of you. You'll get through nice and quick today. What's going on? Let's go to a few texts because we're talking about fisherman pants for so long. Oh, yeah, I know. People are just dreaming. They've all gone gone out to buy fisherman pants (laughs) because they realise how cool they could be. Hey, uh, this from Sue in Bustleton on the text. I like this, direct. She wants a plant in a semi-shady area, which is also sandy. She wants it to be native, bushy, and up to one and a half metres tall. Wouldn't mind it attracting some small birds as well. What's your advice? She's in Bustleton. That's very cool bananas. Mm. I'd put in one of the eremophilas. You could also have, it's because the birds love eremophilas, and that'll only get to a metre and a half. Okay. Um, You could also have one of the smaller melaleucas. There's one called red tops or claret tops. Uh, you can't get by claret anymore. It's such a shame. Hmm. Um, then there is the Aliagyne, the native um, West, uh, hibiscus Aliagyne, West Coast gem. Any of those. Would Got a be... few options. Or an acacia. Yeah. Lots of acacia. I was waiting for you to there. say acacia. Yeah. I was thinking that, that's what popped into hmm. my mind yeah, first. Yeah, see, Jamie's all over it, Charlotte. Absolutely He's picking up the it. pace. Been doing mm-hmm. my homework. <laughs> Just so I can pick up on sarcasm, remember? <laughs> last week? Uh, Carol's in Lathlane. Help in big capital letters. Mm. From Sabrina, please. Yeah, that's that's good. You're not going to uh, get it from Jamie. Exactly right. Uh, we recently planted a large-sized Aussie pearl native hibiscus. We have large and small papery white blotches in the middle of the leaves. I can't see any insects. There's none visible. That Thank is you. the insect that you're looking at, those white pearly blotches. Really? See, with scale, and there's hundreds of different scales, so some scales have very ornate, cotton, furry, fluffy stuff. Other scale is very hard bodied. Some scale looks like um, little pearl shells. They're Mm. beautiful. But it's, yeah. So if you can squish it, 
pick it off or rub it, it's a scale. If it's inside the leaf, it's probably a fungal or bacterial disease. Fungus is round, bacteria is usually square. That's how you tell the difference. You may need a microscope. Um, So I reckon it's scale because that particular hibiscus gets scale and Jamie and Charlotte, the the flowers are the size of a bread and butter plate. Mm. They are... Magnifique. So you can spray with a botanical oil and then just go with your fingertips and squish. So you squish all the eggs and you're right. Put some gloves on before you squish. No, I actually quite like to make sure that they're dead. You like to feel the death in your hands. I love (laughs) (laughs) I do, Jamie. Mm. See, people use pesticides, but I think that's an awful way for things to die. Yeah. If I was going to be killed, I'd prefer to be trodden on and squished than given poison and slowly die. Okay. So but I carry that through the garden, Jamie. Just make just... that note down. Yep. Sabrina, <laughs> death, squash Fast. over poison. Yes, oh, exactly. I look forward to giving evidence in the Supreme Court <laughs> at some stage in the near future. Let's go to Marie in Quinns Rock. Hi, Marie. Oh, you might just have to turn Turn your radio radio off there, Marie. Marie. Turn your radio down. Oh, good morning. Oh, good morning. morning. There you are. Radio off. Uh, Sabrina, Charlotte, and Jamie. Hello. Hi. Um, Yeah, I'm just after a well, similar to the other lady that uh, was asking, but I'm after a nice tall bush or tree that's suitable for birds to nest safely from cats. Ah. Is that possible? Well, if you under prune the tree so that there's no branches lower down, yeah. um, that gives birds more of a fighting chance because then cats have to actually use their claws to dig into the tree to make it up to the top of the tree. Mm. So always get a tree that's got nothing down the bottom and then a lovely canopy on top. And you want a tree that's quite dense and thick because the 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 cat can't actually see where the nests are, mm. can't see where the birds are. Yeah. So things like um, the bottle brushes, all the melaleucas that have that, you know, quite a dense frame on them. Also some of the little round-topped um, eucalypts. But the big thing for birds is they need to know that they're safe yeah. from predators. So you've mm. got to get that dense, domed sort of tree that's been under pruned. Yes, yeah, okay. So bottle brush, melaleuca or any tree you can recommend? Well, you they won't go to deciduous trees. No, There's a beautiful, uh, really dense-headed eucalypt called Eucalyptus cladocalyx nana mm-hmm. or it's called a dwarf sugar gum. Okay. And it has beautiful glossy green leaves, a really do- dense domed head. Yeah. Um, and the birds love it because it gets the clusters of beautiful little cream flowers. Oh, lovely. Mm. Why did you look at me when you said dense don't have? <laughs> Thanks, Sabrina. Yours isn't heavily clustered, though. No, that's very true. <laughs> Marie, thank you very much for your call this morning. Let's go to Wombat in Hopeton. Good morning, Wombat. Good morning. Hello, Wombat. How the hell are you, mate? Buongiorno. Buongiorno, Wombat. 
Uh, Wombat, you have holes in your cabbages. What on earth have you been doing to your cabbages? I don't know. Oh, I tell you what, Wombat, uh, my my cabbages are probably a bit, little bit like yours at the moment. What have you been doing to yours? Well, I let the caterpillars roam. <laughs> that's what's done you. That's what's doing the holes for you, Wombat. So, well, Sabrina, Sabrina, listen, I um, shake the leaves, you know, uh, hit them with the hose. Yeah. But you, yeah, but uh, Wombat, you have to remember caterpillars have got about 10,000 legs and we've only got two, so the little buggers grip onto the leaves and you can't, you can't blow them off. They get inside. They get inside the cabbage. Oh. Because, see, see, the moth is clever and it lays its eggs when the cabbage is first developing, knowing that when it turns into a larvae... Yeah. then the cabbage is already half-formed and then they just eat their way out. Well, I reckon I'll have to pull them out. What do you reckon? I reckon you should pull them out, Wombat, and then yeah. your next crop of cabbages that you put in, go yeah. out there with uh, bacteria spray. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so you're onto it, Wombat. And then start spraying from when they're little seedlings. Okay, go on. And I, you you know what? you I tell you what, though, Digger, um, yeah. Take take those, cut the cabbages up. Yep. Put them in a sink with water. All yep. the caterpillars will die and float to the top. All oh, right. And then you can still cook your cabbages, wombat. Oh well, you go, darling. I see what you're bloody famous, baby. <laughs> Only to you, wombat. Only to you. <laughs> Have a good day, wombat. Thanks for the call. See you, see you later. Got to get me some cabbages, I reckon. Yeah. I love Wombat. Yeah, me too. He's He's, a classic. He's good fun, isn't he? Yeah, he's a tremendous bloke. Yeah. Have you met him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was my date. I took him out for lunch when I was down at um, Ravensthorpe for the Wildflower Festival. Cute. Rang up Wombat, said, Wombat, do you want to be my date? Yeah. He He said, yeah. Yeah. Jumped at it, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Sat next to me. We had a couple of beers together. It was nice. great fun. Gee whiz. Sounds like fun. <laughs> hey, uh, on the text yes. from Erica, uh, she, she says, hello all. Uh, they've got a bush rat family that's <gasps> set up home in their backyard in Esperance. They're tunnelling everywhere. Mm-hmm. She feels blessed to have them. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not a rat rat. Oh, they're okay, not rattus rattus. They're like a little dunnut. Yeah, but oh, what can I plant for them? They've eaten the leaves off my watermelon runners. Uh, <laughs> We don't have any of them left now. Oh, well, it's too late for watermelon anyway. Okay. Silver Um, lining. Look, they are so beautiful. Um, Have you seen them? They're tiny little, they look like a, they're just tiny little things. They do look a little bit like a rat. Okay. Um, Gee, I don't know. I mean, because I only, I've only seen them out in the bush where they eat native plants. I didn't know that they plant more native plants. Okay. They love undergrowth. So you need to put shrubs that are like one and a half to a metre high where they're all close together so that they can dig the ground and eat the roots of that. If they're there and they're tunnelling but you wanted to get rid of them, is there much you can do? Well, you're not allowed to get rid of them. Oh, but no, I just mean like make them leave, oh, like not oh, attract to them. Oh, you, you'd have to catch them oh, and really? then That's and then work. release them into the national park. Okay, but you couldn't kind of change the backyard to make it less attractive for them. I too don't much think work. so.
Okay. No. Uh, let's go to a few more here. Uh, Connie bought a large fiddle leaf fig mm. and she noticed that there were white spots on the leaves. So she squashed them and she sprayed uh, with white oil. Mm. However, there's still a few appearing. Uh, yeah. Should you keep up with the white oil and the squashing a bit longer or take it back? Because uh, it was like that when she bought it. Oh, was it? Good luck, though. Yeah. I know most nurseries are very good. Are they? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, Look, I would just persist. You know what you can do? If if I had a fiddle leaf fig, which I don't, but if I have an indoor plant and it's got a bit of scale on it, Uh I actually have a little glass of methylated spirits. I dip a toothbrush in it and then just rub against the leaf. Toothbrushing works really well to get rid of scale on plants. Right. Because it takes all the outer coating off and then it leaves them bare. And not too harsh, the methylated spirits. No, because you just do it on that. With a toothbrush. Yeah, on that. On that but bit. then don't use the same toothbrush. Right. Well, you probably could. On your I mean. own mouth. What, with metho on it? <laughs> well, well, metho evaporates very quickly. Yeah. Oh, all right. And now it's just been sterilised. Yeah. So, don't come on, we have Charlotte? some obligation to tell people not to put metho on their toothbrush? I'm sorry. No, don't use that same toothbrush. Don't. Save it because it'll have scale goose all over it. <laughs> scale goose. That's true. You know what, the goose. What do I look for? If I'm at a nursery and I'm looking for maybe an indoor plant, let's, yes. let's say indoor plant, what are the signs of life that I want to look for to make sure I'm picking the best one that's there? Mm. Okay, so you must... Always look on the underside of the leaf. Really? Because that's where the pests harbour. They're not they're not stupid. They don't go on top of the leaf because then predators can see them. So always check underneath the leaf. Leaves should be an even green, unless of course they're variegated, which means they'll be white and green. So if you notice any yellow mm-hmm. in the leaves. No good. If it's not meant to be yellow, because some plants are called da 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 aurea meaning that they're yellow, oh. uh, don't get it. You want healthy, deep green leaves that don't have bits of weird things stuck on them that look like just little flecks of white or grey mm-hmm. or black and you don't want mottling. means okay. there's a disease. Maybe nurseries should put all their plants on uh, mirrors. And then you can <laughs> see on the underside of the leaves a little easier. See, the problem with scale it's fair is... Approach, yeah. Not a bad idea. ...is aphid or aphids. One scale can have 200 eggs. Wow. So within a period of one week, you've just got an infestation. You're fighting a losing battle, aren't you? No, it's good fun. Go Guys. out and fight that fight. We've got a <laughs> big old queue forming. Oh, on have the, we? Uh, okay, phones. let's get so some let's, big old let's get questions to a couple. done. Marianne is in Hillary's. Good morning. Um, good morning. Hi, Sabrina, Jamie. Hi, um, Marianne. How are you? Good. Good. Hey. Um, hi. Just wanted to check about um, cutting back blueberry bushes. I was given some in November last year, so yeah. I'm a, a very, um, you know, not used to these at all. They had all started uh, budding and having flowers about four weeks ago when the weather was really warm. Yes. Um, now, obviously, because we're getting in, we're win- in winter, do is it okay to... Them back no. Them no, 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 no. You're going to cut no. off all the fruit. Yeah, that's what I wondered. <laughs> I wasn't sure whether because of the I've never had them before. Yeah. And, um, so I didn't know whether I needed to cut them back to uh, regenerate um, in spring. That's all I wanted to know. Oh, okay. No? Yeah. 
Great question anyway, Marianne. So what they're all forming flowers now and they will fruit in about four weeks' time, between two and four weeks' time. You prune your blueberry bushes at the end of their main flush. So you're going to prune yours probably in spring because it's a winter and then it will re-fruit again. So don't touch it until it finishes fruiting. We've got Lorraine on the line in Ascot. Hi, Lorraine. Hi, Charlotte. How are you going this morning? Oh, very well, thanks. It's a lovely day. It is a beautiful day out there. Mm. What can we do for you, Lorraine? Well, um, I've got a my bedroom wall, which has got windows in it, which mm-hmm. faces the street and the yeah. northwest. Yeah. And to one side, I've got a, a an ornamental pear, which yep. is now quite large. Yeah. Um, which I love, apart from the suckers. Yeah. However, <laughs> um, currently in that garden bed on that north-facing wall, I've got some standard roses, and they frankly are not doing well under oh, okay. the shade of the tree. Yep. So I'm looking to replace them with something nice and suitable. Yep. So they just have to be able, whatever it is, has to be able to bear the shade and the occasional bursts of boiling hot sun in the middle of summer. Okay. A couple of things you can have. You can have the Sasanqua camellia. Now, it may get the the edges of the leaves may get a little bit burnt in summer, but it'll only be over a four or five week period. You could also have uh, Brainia nervosa. Uh, ironstone, B-R-E-Y-N-I-A, ironstone. That will take uh, full shade and then belt the hell out of it with, with sun in the summer. So those two would be quite appropriate for that area. Let's jump over to... Thank you very much for your call, Lorraine. Appreciate that. Let's jump over to Beverly in Clarkson. Hi, Beverly. Hello, how are you? Good. I just want... Yeah, Hello. Um, I just wanted the question. I've got cabbages and I've got broccoli. Now, I've just got the, the bugs starting to eat them and they're mm. still pretty big. What can I put on them that's natural that you can make up yourself? Oh, okay. You can make up your own spray. Uh, right. Just use any oil. So in one litre of water, you want two tablespoons of oil and then two drops of dishwashing liquid. Right, the oil is that just ordinary? Uh, just whatever oil. oil you've got, peanut right. oil, safflower, sunflower, olive, whatever oil you use. Right. Now you've got to shake it up, shake the oil and water up really, really well and then put right. in a couple of drops of dishwashing liquid right. and uh, then use that. It works right. really well. Right, thank you very much. For okay, that. Beverly. Thank you very Bye. much, thank Beverly. You. Good morning, Suzanne. Oh, she may have left. Suzanne, Suzanne, are you there? Hello. Hello. She's back. Hello. Um, a couple of years ago, about three years ago, we bought an avocado plant, put it in a pot, and it's growing absolutely beautiful. But I need to know, do we need two? And also, we have Kaikiri lawn that every time this year, it turns white like with poured bleach all over it. Ah, uh, yeah, that's because of the cold. Well, mm. Does it get frost? Do you get frost? Uh, no, no, not really. Oh. It just starts to the little patches turn white and then within a couple of weeks the whole back lawn is totally white. Oh, okay. Two things. It can be a grub that's eating all the the root system of the plant or a fungal disease, Suzanne. Okay. So what you need to do is take dig up a little clump of your lawn and take it into a nursery 
or have a look at it under um, a magnifying glass and just see if you can see any mites or... Yeah, as soon as we put, put um, fertiliser on it, it comes back beautiful, but every year it happens. Yeah, so it could be it could be insect attack or it could be a fungal disease. Bit hard without seeing it. And did you say yes? We needed another hack or no? Look, if someone else has got an avocado nearby, you should be all right. But Hass, you meant to partner with Fuerte. With Fuerte. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, How far away did the avocados have to be? Like, there are some, but they're probably half a mile away. Oh, it's a bit far for a bee to fly. Thank you very much for your call, Suzanne. Good luck. That was a two-in-one. That was lucky. Yeah. She snuck that in. Good on you, Suzanne. Uh, Geraldine is in Scarborough. Good morning. Oh, good morning, Sabrina and team. Hello. Thank you for Hi. taking my call. Um Yes, I have a an orange jessamine, I think it's called, or matreya or something like that, and it's about all over 30 years old. Wow. But this year, it has gone quite peculiar. After the flowering, uh, there's fruit on it, oh, almost not as big as grapes, but larger than I've ever seen, and also it's losing some of its leaves. Is it dying oh, or doing its last throw or what? <laughs> Well, it should last a lot more than 30 years, Geraldine, so it shouldn't be on its last legs. Um, No. I've uh, never seen it like this before. Were the flowers normal? Yes, lovely flowers and perfume. but just huge fruit. Yes, the fruit is very large, not as big as a grape, but, oh. Wow. And clusters, big clusters of them. Usually there's just a few. Yeah, yeah, that's extraordinary. It seeds like mad, of course. Um, look, I'd give it a give it a prune and then fertilise it. I don't know why. I've never heard of that happening with the Maria before. It never happened any other year. No, that's very odd. It I is know. odd, and I just wondered, you know, what it was really. That and do you think a really heavy prune? Yeah, I would do a heavy prune, Geraldine. It's a good time right. of the year to do it now. Now, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank you so much. For okay, that. Geraldine. It's not very Bye. often anyone stumps you, Sabrina. Well That's done, bizarre. Geraldine. Points to you this morning. Ted is on the line in Mount Hawthorne. Hi, Ted. Hi, uh, everybody. Hello. Hey. Hey. Um, I've got a comfrey plant or comfrey plant uh, bought about three months ago. Yeah. And ever since I got it, it's been attacked. Ah. Uh, I found, uh, initially found uh, the, the, I think it was the cabbage moth. Oh, yes, yes. Caterpillars and got rid of them. Kept looking under the leaves, you know, get rid, getting rid of them. Yeah. Um, and planted it eventually into a garden bed. Mm-hmm. And it's never really taken off. It's meant to flourish and go wild and all that. It's only ever had two or three leaves. Ah, well, now the thing about comfrey is comfrey likes to develop a really good, strong root system. And at this time of the year, Ted, they die down to nothing, basically. Okay. So they go into a semi-dormancy and then uh, once the daylight hours become longer, then they'll reshoot and they're basically unkillable. They do need a fair bit of water and they prefer to grow in semi-shade rather than full sun. Okay. But that's they're just going into their semi-dormancy. I really wouldn't worry about it, Ted. Mm. But, it, but it, uh, wait, wait for a couple of more months and... Yep, yep, and then, right. and then give it a good feed and away she'll go. Okay. They, called, they used to call it um, 
heel bone because they used comfrey for broken bones. They used to make yeah. a poultice out of it. And when um, my daughter broke her back, I used to make comfrey poultices to put on her spine. Your daughter wow. broke her back? Yeah, that was a Bali holiday that went wrong. Oh, my God. There's a whole other story there. <laughs> Anyway, Do we have time? Probably She's not. fine. It's oh, good. that's good. Right. She's good. fine. She's good. You wouldn't even know. Oh, excellent. Well, that's good to know. That's good to know. Let's jump over to Dennis, who's in Geraldton. Hi, Dennis. Hello. Hello, uh, Dennis. Uh, I've had a uh, vine growing in my garden. Mm-hmm. It's taken a few years for it to grow. Yeah. The last three years it has flowered with a white cupboard-type flower. Mm-hmm. And it has... To my surprise, mm-hmm. got a seed pod looks like te- uh, testicles. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. They're like sort of, I'd call them bivalves, but uh, yeah, yeah, so they're... Or wing- testicles. Winged. Seven mil wide or something like this. Yeah, winged. Winged seed pods, we like to call them, Dennis, but... Or you testicles. Know, or testicles, really? <laughs> um, what am I, five? Like, oh. <laughs> rude word. Say that word again, Charlotte, go on. <laughs> um, now, the, the white trumpety flower, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, does it have a perfume? Oh, well, it's, it's flowered back in the spring. I have only just found this here recently. I wonder what the... Is it, it is it a woody one? Is it a woody? Still very green. The fruit's green. The, 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 yes, yes. The, whatever it is, the pod is very yeah. green. Yeah. So the it. seed pod is green, and I'm wondering if it's uh, pandaria. Well, I wouldn't know what that. Means. Well, I think it might calling. be a pandaria. <laughs> now, now, Dennis, your your testicle seed pod, when that finally dries out. Um, it will split down the middle. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) It's got a crease in it, yes. Yeah, it's got a crease. Where that crease (laughs) is, it will split open and there's like little parachute seeds that come out. Jamie's wincing in the corner. So um, if you want to collect the seed, you're going to have to put, just get... um, Get it, yeah, stockings or something <laughs> to put to tie over the seed, the winged seed pod, and when it splits open, that will catch all the seed. Oh, oh. and then germinate those in spring and summer. Oh, right, they're not not edible, are they? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Depends how you speak to, I suppose. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> good Thank luck with that, so Dennis. Much, Dennis. Oh, I, love doing, I love doing the show with you, Dennis. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you <laughs> for the laugh, good. Dennis. That was classic. No, Nat, I'm borrowing your stockings for the garden <laughs> testicles. <laughs> That's what they're for. Hey, a couple of texts. Oh, geez, still a lot of love uh, for your music oh, today. Well, I'm going to bring it on a bit more. Yeah, Les in Jero says, yes, Sab. We went to the same <laughs> Sunday <laughs> session. So it was like only that. capital letters. <laughs> Sab. Well, there was lots of A's, so that's why I did it like that. Uh, another one who says, this is explaining a lot about you, Sabrina. Um <laughs> Ah, oh, you've got no idea. Yeah, he looked at the. You looked at my screen then, just to make sure I didn't make that up. It's there. No, I, no, I, I promise. Trust, I trust. Hey, um, Michael in Esperance wants to know how and when to transplant a weeping mulberry. Now, do it now. So prune the hell out of it. 
if you've got a verge, pick up. Um, when you're pruning mulberries, take some branches out right at the top, at the centre. People do this weird thing where they just cut, they cut like a metre off the bottom and they give it sort of a skirt. Looks stupid. Why? Don't do that. Okay, don't do that. Because it's, it's a big weeping thingy-jiggy, you know. You want it to weep all the way to the ground. It's a bit like wearing those fishermen's <laughs> the drop crutch. pants. Yeah. Yeah. I've gone full circle. Okay. Um, <laughs> so prune it, take out at least a third of the branches at the very top of the weeping bit. Okay. Uh, James is in uh, Mount Lawley and he wants a plant for the undercover kind of car area. So it's in Mount Lawley. It needs to be planted amongst brick paving and a brick fence so a non-invasive root system would be ideal. Why is it in sun or shade? Is it under the cow pole? Well, it says, uh, it says undercover. Undercover. So, Oh, no, no, I've, I've read it wrong because oh. the text came through in two little bits. Oh. He wants a tree to plant his car under. Oh, Sorry. Right. Shade for the car, brick oh. paving area. Got oh. there. Okay, now um, you need, but surely. You need um, you're going to need a clean tree. And what does that mean? Well, it doesn't drop stuff. Yeah, yeah, all over your car. And then even if it is clean, you're going to have insects that do poos and weeds all over your car. Um, I would go for something like a gladitzia. Gladitzia. Oh, no, he doesn't want invasive roots. No. That will have. Oh, God. I don't know. That's a tough one. That's very tough, isn't it? Uh, a crepe myrtle. Crepe myrtle. Yeah. There it is. Ooh. You got there with the question and we got yep. there with the answer. That is yep. fantastic. We have nine minutes to go on Roots and Shoots, so we'll burn through some phone calls. We could play another Sex Pistols track. I could play we three, I reckon. Yeah, nine I minutes. reckon. Yep. Yeah. I reckon instead we'll go to Barry in <laughs> Girraween, who has a question about his roses. Hi, Barry. Hello, Barry. She's in charge of the buttons today. I'm in control. Yeah. What can we do for you? Hello. Hello, Barry. How are you? Good. Look, uh, Sabrina, I've got uh, plenty of roses, but unfortunately uh, I'm getting black spots uh, on all the leaves just about. Yeah. And, uh, and the leaves go yellow. Yeah. And rather than sitting down there and just pulling them off, uh, is there something else I could do? Yep, certainly is, Barry. At this time of the year, you're going to prune the hell out of your roses. So go to it. I uploaded, actually, on my uh, Facebook page mm. a video on how to prune your roses. How to? A before, during and after. So check that out. So when you prune your roses, Barry, because you've got black spot on your roses, strip every single so prune them down hard strip every single leaf of them pick up the fallen leaves and spray your roses with lime sulfur thank you for your call barry let's go to lisa in Fremantle. hi lisa hi hi um i have a question for sabrina she's my here spring, um my wisteria didn't grow and i gave it until december yeah um it was clearly dead i even took um dug out the base and took it to my local nursery and asked what the problem was, they couldn't help me. So I planted a jasmine vine in its place yeah. and in late January I noticed some growth coming from the, the base of that, that area Yeah, and it was wisteria leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is that the rootstock and if yep. it is, well, is there's it going no to such reflower? Yeah, of course oh. it will. Oh, okay. Yeah, you've got your old wisteria back. Great. The so, ghost um, of. 
Should I leave the jasmine there? Yep, I would leave both of them there. It's going to be beautiful. Oh, excellent. Mm. Thanks so much. I was wondering if I should cut that wisteria back. No, no, no. It may not reflower. No, no, no. No, it'll reflower. Let it rip, Lisa. So what do you think actually happened to the original one? Well, you must have left a piece of root in there. Oh, oh but okay. the original one, oh, very hard yeah, why did to tell. it die? Mm, okay. That's a million, there's so many. Lots of reasons. Yeah, so yeah. many variables. doesn't matter, it's gone, Yeah, Lisa. best just to it's move gone. on. You've just now, got to come to terms with it. Yeah. But now yeah. the ghost of the wisteria is back. Amazing. Fantastic. Thank you for your call, Lisa. Uh, we have Elaine, who's in Denmark. Good morning. Hello, Hello, Hello Sabby. It's Elaine. Hello. Oh, Elaine. <laughs> oh, Elaine, Elaine. Hello. Now, did you Hello. like? Did you like my track, Elaine? I loved it. <laughs> so, yes. Elaine, Elaine is a very yeah. dear friend of mine. We used to live in Kalgoorlie together, and oh. we were in the same choir. And Elaine has the most exquisite voice, and she used to give oh, me you're singing so sweet. lessons. Oh, Elaine, can, on, Elaine. can you give us a few licks now, Elaine? <laughs> no, no, I can't. Come I want on. to talk about Elaine. I have a distressed Natissia Floribunda. Ah, oh, Sing us your question. <laughs> Do it, do it. Do There's it. a challenge for you, Elaine. <laughs> I know, yeah, well, it certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on, we'll look, we'll look after your garden. Um, okay, so what's, is it, has it got sooty mould or? It has, it okay. has, you're spot on. Okay. It, it's very distressed and I'm very worried about it because yeah. I've actually built my house around it. <laughs> <laughs> has your house, has your house finished? No. No. I thought that was pretty early. Okay, so the great thing about the Nutsia is they are pretty damn tough. So what, what you need to do, and they they often get sooty mould down there. Yeah. Um, so get the, so get what's called natrosope. Spray, the, yeah, spray that on the Nutsia, then... In three or four days' time, as long as it's not raining, yeah. don't spray Don't spray if it's raining. No. Um, then you're going to hit it with a high-pressure hose, Elaine. Right. You really need to blast, and that will blast the sooty mould off. Okay. Now, because it's a mistletoe, yeah. you should always have a little kiss with Richard while you're up there. <laughs> but um, because it's a mistletoe... Because it's a mistletoe, um, of course, the roots of it will be attaching into all the other plants that are around it. So just yeah. make sure that you know that the plant that the plants around it are sort of fairly healthy looking. Yeah, they are. It's okay. got it's got a lot of um, I've got a, there's a lot of grass that's grown underneath it. Take that thickly. away. Yeah, take okay. take that grass away. Okay. Yeah. It'll be hooking into the grass as well, but yeah. um, but it'll prefer all the shrubs and bushes around it to the grass. Okay, excellent. So I should be able to say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, yep. brilliant. And oh. um, when I'm coming down that way, I'll come in and have a look at it myself and we'll sing under said tree. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Someone get a camera. <laughs> Oh, we'll send a pic. Yay. Oh, lovely. Thank you, Elaine. <laughs> okay, cheers, Sammy. Thanks a lot. Bye, Elaine. Cheers. Thank bye, you. Bye. Hey, Sabrina, yeah. uh, Kate and Coolup has been quite persistent. Yes. Uh, she's asked the same question for three weeks, she says. Ooh. Now, we do get so many texts, so I apologise that that's happened, Kate, but now is your time. Uh, she has a question about her passion fruit. She wants to know if she can transplant it. No. because 
No. Okay, I won't even read the rest. Can't, no. Sorry, Kate. If it's been in the ground for longer than three months, don't attempt it because what you will do is you'll have all the root stock will come up. It's smothering the lemon tree, though. Well, you're just going to have to cut it down. Not the lemon tree, but the passion fruit. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Kate. Guys, three minutes, three oh. callers on the line. Can Let's we go. do it? Yes. Good morning, Muzz. How are you going in Mandurah? I'm well, thank you, crew. I have a quick question, Sabrina. I've got my hands on a male and a female kiwi fruit plant. Yep. When do I plant them and which one is going to grow the most vigorous of the two? Uh, you plant both of them now. The male will be a much stronger grower than the female because she'll be shy and retiring. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Muzz. I'm sorry it was short but sweet, but we are going to get there this morning. I've set myself this challenge. Joel is also in Mandurah this morning. Hello, Joel. Good morning. Good morning, Sabrina. Morning, Joel. So I had two lemon trees. One of them just died from the top down. Yep. And I couldn't save it. And the other one is starting to do that. Um, I've got limestone in the soil. I've um, cut the lawn light back from the base and I've fertilised it. And it starts, it's starting to shoot from yep. the lower branches. Yeah. Um, I'm just planning to chop off all the dead wood today. I'm just wondering if I can save that tree or whether it's, in, it's got an infestation as well? Ah, uh, okay. Not an infestation. Doesn't like limestone. Definitely prune really hard. I mean really hard. Build up the soil with compost, cow manure and trace elements. It's amazing what we can achieve when we uh, speed through things. That's good luck to you, Joel. Hey, last caller of the day and a minute and 15 seconds to go. Noel is in Bunbury. How Noel, are you going, Noel? Noel. Noel, you've got scale on your lily pilly. You're going to have to do the same. Prune two-thirds off, spray with eco oil, spray again in two weeks' time, and then in two weeks and two weeks and two weeks and two weeks. Hang on. Do we want Noel to even get a word in? Because it's a bugger to get rid of, Noel. What else can we do? Yeah, uh, it is very hard. I've tried everything. Take them out. (laughs) Pull them out, Noel. Pull them out. Is that right? Yep. You're never going to get on top of it. Is that right? That's what, about, what about high pressure cleaning? Are they good? Yeah, I know. Well, at least you have fun doing that. So, <laughs> so do that. And just, you know, even if you have to blow all the leaves off, Noel, at least it's fun. Yeah, I have cut it back to nothing before just to stick and it's actually come back again. Well, there you go. See, you've answered your own question. You're your own doctor. Yeah, you go. Of, you're go. stuck with it then, aren't Yeah, I know, because they're on the root system, not just the leaves. Noel, that was just so beautifully timed. Thank you very much for your call. Thank you, everyone, for your calls and texts this morning. Apologies if we didn't get you on the text line, but we will give it another crack next week. Thank you. Hey, Sports Talk up next and Jeremy McGovern joining Clint Wielden in the team. Be listening. That's on your radio next. Have a great morning. Bye.